Hey guys, thanks for joining us on Real Faith Radio, presented by Praise Chapel Las Vegas. Subscribe to us on Apple and Google Podcasts, SoundCloud, and Spotify to get notified when new episodes are available to download or stream. You can also follow us on social media at PC Las Vegas and visit our website, praisechapellasvegas.com, to find out more about us and give online. Thanks again for joining and enjoy today's message. We'll give the Lord one more praise, amen. Hallelujah. Go ahead and grab a seat tonight. I promise to get you out here, guys, real quick because the McRibs are back. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. I got to get me a McRib. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Some people don't like them. I love them. I don't know why. Praise God. Take the onions out. Give me extra pickles. I'm all right. <laughs> but they're back. Hallelujah. Praise God. Well, on Sunday morning I, when I was uh, uh, in our service as we started to uh, come to the war room and I was just seeking God and in the morning before coming to church that morning, the, I really felt the Lord impress in my spirit saying that I'm speaking to the church. I'm speaking to my people. How I many know that the Lord is speaking right now? I mean, he is really speaking at this time. But he also said they must listen. Come on. Sometimes we can hear them speaking, but, but we must listen. And I, I want to use this scripture. I'm not going to speak out of the uh, ministry of this scripture, but I just want to share the scripture that the Lord shared with me. In Hebrews chapter 12, 25, it says this. Be careful. Somebody say be careful. Be careful that you do not refuse, listen, to listen to the one who is speaking. For if the people of Israel did not escape when they refused to listen to Moses, their earthly messenger, we will certainly not escape if we reject the one who speaks to us from heaven. Amen. Tell your neighbor, listen up. I want you to turn to the book of Luke. Amen. I want to minister out of this passage of scripture. Amen. Uh, something I've shared before, but the Lord has just brought it back to, because it lines up to what, it, what that scripture said in Hebrews, amen. In Luke chapter 10, verse 38 to 42, it's just on the monitors there, it says, As Jesus and his disciples continued on their way to Jerusalem, they came to a certain village where a woman named Martha welcomed him into her home. Somebody say, welcome Jesus. Her sister Mary sat at the Lord's feet listening to what he taught. But Martha was distracted by the big dinner she was preparing. She came to Jesus and said, look, Lord, doesn't it seem unfair to you that my sister just sits here while I do all the work? Tell her, somebody say tell her. Tell her to come and help me. But the Lord said to her, dear Martha, you worry, you are, you are worried and upset over all these details. This is one, this only one thing worth being concerned about. And Mary has discovered it, and it will not be taken away from her. Amen. I have a question for you tonight, and you don't have to yell it out. I want you to answer it within your own mind. Are you hearing God during the crisis? Are you hearing God during the crisis, because tonight I want to minister a message I entitled, Sit and Listen. Somebody say sit. Somebody say listen. Come on. Are you a Martha or are you a Mary 
in this crisis. See, Martha here, as you look at the story, Martha is the older sister. She's the older sister of Mary and her brother Lazarus, who Jesus raised from the dead. You remember that story? Amen. So this is Mary and Martha. Martha is the older sister of these two siblings. And being the oldest, Martha was used to being in charge. How many know that the, the oldest is always the boss? Come on. They're, they're always a, the, the boss there. So she's always used to being in charge. So back in culture, in their culture here, hospitality was a social requirement. It was considered shameful to turn away anyone from your door. Come on. How many know that we hide from our doors? Amen. Hallelujah. Oh, no. who's that? Don't hide, hide. But it was shameful if someone knocked at your door during their, back in, 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 uh, back in, these, in these biblical days here, it was shameful to turn anyone away. Martha's family met this requirement very well. But Martha was a worrier. A worrier. Are you a worrier or a warrior? Hallelujah. Come on. Come on. Come on. We, I don't mean know that there's too many warriors out there. Amen. The Bible says don't worry, but to what? Pray. And so Martha was a warrior. She was worried about every detail. She was a perfectionist. She, she was me. <laughs> That's how I am, guys. I, I, I'm very detailed. Amen. But this is how Martha was. She was very about everything that was... Make sure that everything was well. Make sure everything was good. Uh, Martha was always rushing around, and she was serving and doing her best to make everything good for their guests. And as a result, she found it hard to relax. Listen, church, let me tell you something. When you set yourself in high standards, it's hard to relax because you're always looking, always trying to improve. You're always trying to do things. And so this is Martha here. And because of that, she could not enjoy her guests. And even it was even harder to accept Mary, Mary's lack of cooperation in preparing. Mary and Martha both loved Jesus. But on this specific occasion, they were both serving him. I want you to think about this. They were both serving him. But Martha's thought of Mary's way of serving was nothing, thinking she's just being lazy. Come on. Compared to the busyness of what Martha was doing. Martha was walking, doing around. She's preparing the meal. She's doing all this stuff. Make sure everything's set perfectly. And Jesus came knocking at the door. Come on. Tell, tell your neighbor, Jesus is knocking. Come on. He's knocking at the door. He, I'm here to let you know that Jesus wants to spend time with you. Come on. Jesus wants to come. He's coming to each one of your hearts. He's knocking at the door of your heart. And the question is, will you let him in? You see, we can be like Martha and worry about all the things that we need to do, amen, or, or what's going on in our world. We can get caught up in the media. Come on, somebody say amen. We can get caught up, amen, in social media. We can get caught up in what's going on with the election. We can get caught up in all the stuff that's out in the world, and we forget about Jesus. Come on, we're worried about the things. Uh, come on, so many things running in our minds. Worry about the future, amen. Uh, worry about this, the virus that's here, amen. Uh, and I'm not putting all these, uh, that, that there's no concern on this, but we're putting too much focus on it, amen. We're worried about the future, amen. We're worried about our, the new government that's going to come, amen. And some are, are, are dealing with finances. Come on, stresses. And, and all these things are legit. Is it getting hot in here? No? Yes? No? Maybe? 
Hallelujah. I'm going to just drop it just a little bit, can I? Because I'm about to get hot right now. Hallelujah. <laughs> I'm about to get hot, amen. I don't want to take my shirt off, amen. But people are dealing with finances. They're dealing with issues that are going on because of everything that's going on. But Matthew chapter 6, 28 to 34 says this. And why worry about your clothing? It says, look at the lilies of the field and how they grow. And they don't work or make any of their clothing. Yet Solomon in all his glory was not dressed beautifully as they are. And if God cares so wonderfully for the wildflowers that are here today and thrown into the fire tomorrow, he will certainly care for you. Somebody say me. And it goes on to say, why do you have so little faith? So don't worry about these things saying, what will we eat? What will we drink? What will we wear? These things are dominating the thoughts of the unbeliever, but your heavenly father already knows all your needs. Somebody say, all my needs. Somebody say, thank you, Jesus. Come on, he already knows the needs, amen. He says, seek the kingdom of God above all else. Live righteously and he will give you, listen, everything you need. Come on, if you seek God first, if you seek his kingdom first, if you live righteously, let me tell you, my daddy, our daddy will take care of you. Amen. Now, come on. So it goes on to say, don't worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will bring its own worries. Today's troubles is enough for today. Come on. We're, we're worried about what's going to happen next year. Amen. Come on. Let's just worry about what's going on right now. Let's just take care of the things here. Come on. Right here it says, my God will take care of your needs during whatever time, whatever crisis, whatever you're going through, God will meet your needs. Don't worry. Tell your neighbor, don't worry. Don't worry. Come on. Tell your other neighbor, you're such a Martha. <laughs> and if your name is Martha, we're going to pick on you today. I don't think we have any Marthas in this place, amen, right now. See, in our worried church and busyness during this time, we can forget about Jesus. Remember on Sunday? What is he? He's the secret. He's the recipe, amen. Come on now. Come on, when we have Jesus, we, that's all we need, hallelujah. When you found Jesus and realize that everything comes from him, you, are, you have all you need. And so we for, but sometimes crisis and, and situations and, and storms that hit our life, amen, and things that, that come against us and sicknesses and all this stuff, amen. We can put so much focus and attention on that that we forget about Jesus. When I'm here to let you know that Jesus came to visit us during this crisis. Come on, that, that we would spend time with him. This is what he wants from us, amen. Come on, but, but we can become busy within our homes. Uh, we can be, be busy doing things and fixing things and projects. And, and all this thing is good, church. But don't forget to spend time with Jesus. Come on. Because he's speaking today. And he wants us to sit and listen. Some of you guys can't even sit for a moment. Come on, you're so uptight, amen, man. You, you squeak when you walk, amen. Oh, that's how tight you are, amen. You're just uptight. You squeak. So much worries. There's no calmness in you. You're, you're just so uptight. You're just ee, 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 ee. 
You need some oil, man. You're like the tin man, amen. You're just, you're just a squeaker. And some of us, if we squeak too much, we become a ranker. We rank out on Jesus, amen. We bail on him, and he's always there for us, amen. You got to understand today, church. Come on, we got to relax. Tell your neighbor, relax. He's on our side. Come on, Jesus is all you need. Come on, if you got him, you're okay, church. You're going to have to go through things. Just like you said, in this life, you're going to have troubles. But take heart, amen. I've overcome the world, amen. If Jesus is inside of you, don't worry about anything, amen. Just hold on and trust him. Can somebody say amen? Tell your neighbor, stop squeaking. The Lord is speaking, church, and he wants you to sit and listen. Amen. Come on, we, we, we're so finicky. We're so, we, we can't relax. We're just, we can't sit down. If we sit down, we, we start tapping our feet. We, we, we start hitting something, and we're just like kids. You need, you need to sit down there. No, you're like, okay, okay. You're like, Can I get up now? You know, we're just ready to go. And, and, and Jesus is saying, you know what? I want you to just sit down, and I want you to listen. I don't want you to say nothing. I don't want you to complain about anything. I don't want you to ask me for anything right now because I already know what you need. I just need you to sit, and I need you to listen. And so he's telling the church right now, he's telling the people, he's telling us, amen, that we need to just sit down and listen. You see, Jesus comes and visits Martha and Mary. But Martha didn't realize that her desire to serve, listen, her desire to serve and be busy, she was actually neglecting her guest. Mary, on the other hand, how many want to be a Mary today? <laughs> Mary, on the other hand, chose to sit at his feet. In Luke chapter 10, 39 to, 30, uh, 39 to 40, it says this. Her sister, Mary, sat at the Lord's feet, listening, listen, listening to what he taught. But Martha was distracted by the big dinner she was preparing. Mary sat and Mary listened. You see, Martha kept doing church. Martha kept being busy. He kept, she kept being serving. She kept being, doing things for Jesus, amen. Listen, but not spending time with Jesus. See, Mary served differently. Because there was other times where Mary was busy doing things as well. Serving the guests. This was a, their custom. But this time, somebody say this time. This time she chose to sit. At the feet of Jesus. This time, God is telling the church, sit at my feet and listen. And he chose, she chose to sit and to listen to him speak. And during this time, Mary thought, you know what? I'm not going to be busy for Jesus. I'm not going to, I'm going to spend some time with Jesus. I'm going to enjoy my guests. How many times, amen, we can be serving Jesus and not enjoying Jesus? Come on, somebody. Mary made up her mind. Today, 
I'm going to sit. Today, I'm going to listen. In this time in my life, I'm just going to sit down. I'm going to sit at his feet, and I'm going to hear what the Lord has to say at this time and at this moment. Because at this time and moment, church, we need to understand that, that we need clarity. Uh, we need direction. Uh, we need understanding uh, for the season that we're in right now. Because if we don't, amen, our mind can run wild. We need a calmness. We need to relax. For some of us, you guys need a time out. Come on, somebody say time out. You need a timeout, amen. A timeout is, you know, you, the kids know what timeout is. You need, you need a timeout. We, the church needs a timeout. God is saying, you know what? I, 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 I understand you love me. I understand you're doing all this stuff. I know that you're busy for me. You're doing this and doing that. But I want you to spend time with me, not just do things for me. And so we, we understand we have to be busy at times. But, but there are certain times and moments that we cannot forget to spend time with the master. And Jesus said, you know what, I want you to spend time with me. And Mary chose that. And Martha, she didn't like it. Come on. She actually got a little frustrated with her little sister. Come on. How many here are getting a little frustrated? <laughs> Come on. Hallelujah. If you're getting a little frustrated today, then Jesus is telling you, you need to sit down and you need to listen. Luke chapter 10, verse 40 says this, but Martha was distracted by the big dinner she was preparing. And Jesus, she came to Jesus and said, Lord, doesn't it seem unfair to you that my sister, this little girl here, just sits here while I, I, me, do all the work. Tell her to come help me. Come on. Church, let me ask you a question. You ever got frustrated serving in the church? Come on. Pastor, I'm doing all the work here. Tell them to go. come and help me in my ministry. Look at, look at verse 40 again. It says, but Martha was distracted by the big dinner she was preparing. It doesn't say that she was, that they were preparing. It says that she was preparing. Church, if we don't watch our service to the Lord, it can become self-service. Come on, somebody. I'm meaning that we can get caught up in the busyness, amen, and we forget our devotion to the Lord. And that takes away, listen, listen, and when, we, when that happens, it takes away our enjoyment in serving God. I come up here and I love to minister to God. I love to minister. I love to, to be what I'm doing right here for God because I love serving him. This is not a burden. This is nothing, amen. And so you, you got to understand if we don't watch that, we can get so busy, it becomes a self-service, amen, that it takes away our enjoyment. We can get so caught up in doing what we need to do for God, we start pointing out what others are not doing for God. In Luke chapter 10, 41 to 42, it says this, the master said, Martha, dear Martha, you're fussing far too much and getting yourself all worked up over nothing. One thing only is essential, and Mary has chosen it. It's the main course, 
and it will not be taken away from her. That's out of the Message Bible. Come on, he says, Martha, Martha, you're fussing far too much. You're, you're overthinking this way too much. You're, 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 you're getting your chonies all, never mind. You're working yourself way too much over this. You're, you're going over the top and only one thing is essential. And your sister has chosen it and I will not take it away from her. Did you catch that, church? See, Martha was worried, and Martha was caught up in the busyness of what she was doing at the time, amen. She, she became frustrated. She became overwhelmed that she missed what was important, listen, at that time and moment. And notice that Jesus doesn't yell at her, but rebukes her in love. Jesus doesn't blame her for being concerned in, her, in serving but Jesus gently corrects her attitude and shows her that her priorities, listen, though they were good, were not best, the best at that time. See, Jesus is looking for personal attention right now. He's looking for personal attention. Will you give him that? Come on, he, he's a jealous God. He is a jealous God. He wants to spend time with you. He wants some intimacy. Hello. He wants some intimacy with you. He wants to hug you. He wants to speak to you. He wants to talk to you. He wants you to, he wants to spend time with you. And he wants you to open your ears and sit. And, and he, wants to, he just wants to minister to you. How many know that we need some ministering in our souls? We, we need God to just minister to us. And how many know that he does it so good? Then what comes over a pulpit, amen, when you sit at the feet of Jesus and listen to him, man, he will touch you in a way that, man, you can't, you can't even explain it. You, you can't, you're like, whoa. So sometimes when, God, when you get out of your, your devotion time with God or a prayer time or, or reading something from the word or spending some time in worship with God, there are moments that you just go walk, walk away and just like, whoa. God, has that ever happened to you? Come on, I mean, I just, there's times that I like, what? It's like, man, that, just, like, just like what happened during worship. I don't know about you, but I felt the presence of God here. Come on, there, there, was, there was a woe moment right there. I mean, you can feel God's presence in this place. Uh, people coming to the altar. That is not drawn by just, oh, I'm just going to go to the altar. No, no, that was drawn by the Spirit of God. People came to sit at the feet of Jesus. That's what took place right here, guys. And you may, the, person, the persons that came up here, you may not even know that, but, but you were drawn into him. And you took his invitation, you sat in, and he ministered to you. I know he ministered to you. I, I know this, this was not just to come and say, you know what? Oh, she's going up there? I'm going up there. <laughs> oh, yeah? Shh. Thinking you're all spiritual than me, huh? Shh. Oh, yeah? I could move a little better today. Try to beat me to the altar. What's wrong with you, girl? No, they came up here because they wanted to spend some time with Jesus. That, that was authentic, and that was real. And you cannot manufacture that. You cannot, you, you cannot design that. They, you, you probably came in and thought... You know, I'm just going to go to church, and that was it. And, and, and realizing 
God has something for you at the worship time. At the worship time. God's been waiting for you, what you did today, to come worship him like you did. He's been waiting for you. Because deep down inside, you're a worshiper. He's calling you back to worship. And when you stepped out, you stepped out in obedience and you, you got on your knees. You didn't care. That's what God's looking back. And that's what he's trying to pull out of you. That's what he's doing, church. He wants us to sit at his feet and listen. Because when you do that, then, man, he just starts dropping heavy revelation on you. It's, it's just, it's overwhelming, church, at times. He's speaking to the church. But he wants us to sit. And he wants us to listen. See, Jesus comes to love by saying to her, Martha, 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 Martha. I love you, girl. I love you. But you're overthinking this whole thing. I'm just paraphrasing how Jesus is speaking. Amen. You're working, you're working yourself. You're getting worked up over nothing. Mary, your sister, has chosen to sit. And listen to me. And I want to spend time with her. I want to comfort her. I want to shine some hope on her. I want to love on her. Amen. I want to bring some peace upon her. How many know that we need all that love, peace, some, some hope? How many need some hope in this place? Come on. How many can lose some more love? Amen. How, about, how many need some peace, peace of mind? This is what Jesus wants to do. He goes, I want to spend time with your sister. She, she's at a point right now that she needs me. She needs some comfort. She needs some peace. And she's chosen that. And I will not take that away from her. This is what God wants to do with us. Right now is to spend time and to trust him. I'll tell your neighbor, just trust him. You got to trust Jesus, church. Why are you going to let go of something so sure? Why, why are you going to let go after doing everything you're doing, being faithful all this time, paying, giving your tithes, coming to church, doing your thing, and, and you're going to let a moment erase all that? Heck no. So I'm telling you, heck no. <laughs> Come on. I, I, I invested too much in this church. I, I invested too much in the life-serving God. I mean, I'm not going to let go. I have found the real thing. I have found the, the secret recipe. Come on, I have found it, amen. And nothing's going to take that away from me, amen. Jesus is all I need. Martha is complaining because Mary identified that. I found a secret. Found a recipe. I love serving God, but right now I'm going to serve this way because I need to hear from Him. Sometimes we just get busy doing church things and, and we don't hear from Him. And we get frustrated in our ministry. We get frustrated in the things that we're doing for God and says, Well, I'm trying, I want to talk to you, but you don't spend no time with me. We need His presence because works don't save you, church. Come on. You can't, you can't be at the gate, amen, and say, you know what? I was the usher every, every Sunday there. Every Sunday I was there. I was telling people what to do, everything. And he's going to say, away from me, for I never knew you. So, yes, there's a balance. But works don't get you in church. It's your relationship. 
He wants to spend time with you. Can somebody say amen? Because he is speaking. Jesus tells Martha, and I like the way the Message Bible puts it, which is appropriate for the time in our history today. In verse 42, it says, only thing, one, one thing only is essential. One thing only is essential. Come on. Isn't it how the country is right now? Only the essential things are open. Here it says one thing only is essential. And not only is Jesus is the secret, not only is he the recipe, but Jesus is essential in the times of crisis. Jesus is essential in times of crisis. And Jesus tells Martha, one thing is essential here. And Mary has chosen it, and it will not be taken away from her. Psalms 27 verse 4 says this out of the Message Bible. I'm asking God for one thing, only one thing, is to live with him in, in his house my whole life. And I will not complicate, I will complicate his beauty and I will study at his feet. See, Jesus wants us to sit and listen. You see, Jesus, when, when he walked into the house, him and Mary right away recognized what she had to do. She, she recognized that she needed to serve him, amen. Mary wanted to sit at his feet, amen. Mary wanted to hear what he was going to say, amen. Notice it doesn't say that she began talking. Come on. Notice that it doesn't say that Mary started asking questions. It doesn't say that she started complaining. She simply stopped doing and took time out of her life to stop serving at that moment and sat in silence and listened. The Lord wants to speak to us, church. The Father wants us to be silent at this time, to sit and to listen and to know or, or the scripture that we had last year, amen, our theme, to be still and know that he is God. Come on. He is God. Church, it's not time to complain to him. Come on, it's not time to tell him, what's up, God? Come on, it's not time to say, what are you doing? Come on, it's not time to get upset or get worried. But it's time to sit, be silent and listen. Listen, church. It's in the silence. Listen. It's in the silence that you get to know him and you get to know who you are and then you'll get to know what you need to do. Did you hear that? It's in your silence that you get to know him and you'll get to know who you are and what you need to do. The church individuals are so focused in being busy serving, being the Martha, that they forget or don't take time to sit at his feet in silence to listen. The church, listen, has stopped being a Mary. The church has stopped being a Mary. See, Martha, it took a while for her to get this. After her, her brother Lazarus died, remember Lazarus died? And it was Martha again who was upset at Jesus for not being there for her brother. And she couldn't wait to express her disappointment to him. And it says in John, 
chapter 11, 20 to 21. It says, when Martha got the word that Jesus was coming, she went to meet him. I mean, she, she went, what, Jesus, she went right after him. But Mary, what did Mary do? Mary stayed in the house. Tell your neighbor, stay in the house. Come on, don't, don't get all caught up in other stuff, amen. Stay in your house. But Mary stayed in the house, but Martha said to Jesus, Lord, if you only had been here, my brother would not have died. And Jesus pointed out that her hope was limited, that he was not only Lord over death, but he was the resurrection and the life. Come on, somebody. Come on. But Martha still wasn't listening. Because to listen, listen, to listen, you got to be what? Quiet. You got to be silent. And, and Jesus is talking, and Martha's still going, well, you should have been here. He would have, I'm the resurrection of life. And he's still complaining. Martha still wasn't listening. And Jesus had been telling Martha, I'm going to raise him up. But she's still talking. I'm going to heal him. She's still talking. I'm going to do this. She's still talking. Look what it says in John 11, 39. Roll the stone aside, Jesus told them. But Martha, here's Martha again. Here's Jesus. I'm going to do something right now. Come on, guys. Roll that stone. I'm going I'm to I'm raise him. I'm going to bring him from the dead. And Martha, no, 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 no. Look what she says right here. But Martha says, this is the dead man's sister, protested. A lot of protesters out there. Hallelujah. She protested. Lord, he's been dead for four days. The smell is going to be terrible. Martha's still not listening. I'm the resurrection. I'm the life. I'm going to take care of your need. I'm going to heal your sickness. I'm going to heal all this stuff. And we're like, well, the doctor said, and then, 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 and then, and then, and then. You know? You know, I, I, I'm going through this. I'm going through that. And you know what? I got these bills here. Well, here's the money. Well, I got this. I still got to pay on that. Here's the money. We're not listening. And she says, you know what? The process. Stop! Don't roll the stone. It stinks in there. Jesus, my brother's been dead for four days. Don't embarrass him like this. Don't, 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 don't do this. Stop! It's not going to work. She's telling Jesus, Jesus, it's too late. Two days, maybe. Three days might, but four days? I don't think so. He's gone. He did. He did. Let's just, let's just go home, guys. There's no show here. Everybody go home. This is what Martha's doing. Just go home. It's, it's, it's done. Her awareness of detail, church, sometimes kept her. Listen. Kept her from seeing the whole picture. But Jesus, you got Jesus, man, you got to love Jesus. Jesus was constantly patient with her. And aren't you glad that Jesus is patient with us? Oh, come on. Come on. I, I, come on. I, I know, man. I, I'm glad I'm not 
Jesus, amen. I'm glad I'm not, I, my, man. He, she's still, he's, she's complaining, protesting, doing all this stuff, and, and, and Jesus just, just there and just patiently waiting on her. Jesus is patient with us, like I said, even when we don't get it. In the last picture of Martha and John, chapter 12, we see Martha, once again, serving. Serving a meal to Jesus and his disciples. This is after Lazarus was raised from the dead. But Martha never stopped being Martha. She never stopped serving. But the Bible records that her serving in this time was in silence. She wasn't complaining. She, she did what she does, and that's Martha, amen. But she did not complain. She served in silence. She finally learned what her younger sister Mary already knew. And that's this, church. Let me drop this last thought before I close. That worship, listen, worship begins with silence and listening. True worship begins in silence and worshiping, or, or silence and listening. So I'm going to close tonight, church. We are to be, listen, we are to be both a Mary and a Martha in the church. But he's calling us right now to be a Mary so that we can be, listen, a better Martha. Did you get that? He's calling us to be a Mary so that we can be a better Martha. Not that we stop serving during this time. I'm not saying don't do anything. I'm not saying do no, no ministry. Don't do anything. I'm not, that's not what I'm saying here. But it's also a time to sit and be still and know that he's good. Jesus is speaking to us. He's speaking to the church, but he wants us to sit at his feet and have moments where we do nothing or say nothing, but just simply listen. Because he's giving instructions. He's giving clarity. He's giving understanding. He's speaking to your situation. He's speaking to your, your circumstance. He's speaking to what's going on in our world today. He's speaking if we would simply sit and listen. All it takes is just a moment of just sitting in silence with God. And he will speak to you. You may not hear an audible voice. You might not hear anything of that nature. You may not hear thunder or nothing like that. But he will speak in your silence. And he'll speak to your spirit. Just like what took place at the altar. People, God was speaking to these lives. As they sat either in worship or in silence. And as we start to do that, then God will start to drop the instructions that the church needs. I mean, no, we need instruction. We can't just be rebels. Yeah, whatever. They're not going to shut us down. Yeah. <laughs> you know, we're not out there to do protests. We're here to serve and love people, church. And through our love, then, then we'll, they'll know, the world will know what? That we are his disciples by the way we love each other. Not hate each other, not, not put anything down, but to love each other 
that this time, this is what the Lord is saying, that we need to be soldiers to rise up and march this land, that we need to share the gospel to those that we encounter and share the truth to people because time is short. Come on, the coming, he's still coming back, church. He hasn't erased that. Jesus is coming back, but we need to be right. And he's talking to the church first. Because we think we have it and we're in, and we got to check ourselves. Because we might not make it. The Bible says, many in my day will prophesy. Say, didn't I prophesy? Didn't I do this? Didn't I do that? Didn't? All this stuff. They'll, they'll, list, they'll list all their, their acts of duty. And God was said to some of those, and the Bible says, away from me, for I never knew you. There's not be that church. But a church that's doing these things, but we're sitting at its feet. See, we don't have to say what we're doing if we're living for Christ. Our life will speak it. We don't need to tell anybody what you do. I just serve Jesus. I just, I, where, where, where do I serve? I serve at PCLV. I just serve there. Amen. That's my church there. I serve God there. That's what I do. I don't need to list my names and my credentials and pull out a card. You know, people make their own cards. Amen. Oh, look at me. Oh, yo, right here. Leader. <laughs> That's me. Yeah. And, and we think that that card is going to get us into heaven. Hey, here's my card. Or it's my pastor. Hey, there he is right there. Tell him I'm with you. <laughs> now I'm just going to be walking around like, I don't know. That's up to them. <laughs> That's up to the Father. Your name has to be written in the book. Not a list of services, but your relationship with him. We got to spend time with him. Can somebody say amen? Let me close with this. Amen. The second part of Hebrews the second part of Hebrews that I read on, uh, in chapter 12, it says this. When God spoke from Mount Sinai, his voice shook the earth. But now he makes another promise. Once again, I'm going to shake not only the earth, but the heavens also. This means that all of creation will be shaken and removed so that, that only the unshakable things, listen, will remain. And since we are receiving a kingdom that is unshakable, let us be thankful with ple and please God by worshiping with holy fear and awe. For our God is a devouring fire or a consuming fire. Listen, God is bringing the shaking. And he's going to remove the things within our lives. And the only things that will remain are the unshakable things. And that is our relationship with God. And if you don't have it right, he will shake you away. Because the Bible says many will fall away in the last days. Let us not be the thing that gets shaken away, church. Let's be, remain. Let's just be the people that are unshakable. And let him shake the things that need to be removed from our lives. God's going to shake. But this time it's not only the earth, but the heavens are shaking also. And God is going to remove. Can somebody say amen? Why don't we all stand up? Hallelujah. Let's just sit and listen. We can just bow our heads and our eyes just for a moment.
the worship team's coming out. I want you to just stand in silence. I know that he said to sit and, and listen. I want you to stand in silence and listen. Just focus on him right now. Focus on your life and focus on him right now. If you put your focus on him, he'll start to show you some things in your life right now. He does it in a way that's unbelievable. So we're going to take a moment of just silence. And I want you just to see what he's saying to you. Hear what he's speaking to you right now at this moment. Right now.